Talk the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy I'm here him. once again. Good conversation. Tiny table, big room. Well, I said tiny conversation. Tiny conversation. <laughs> tiny it conversation. Be a pod. Baby with pod, a good table. Pod. Tiny pod. Everyone likes tiny things. <laughs> tiny like, things are cute. They, that's why they came out with like baby nutter butters and tiny <laughs> Oreos and like. I don't know. Those just make me mad though because I'm just like, I want to. Like we talked about, was it. Did we talk about it on the podcast last time about king size and, and, yeah, and fast we did. Yeah, it <laughs> This makes me want the, the big one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of like uh, mini size stuff. Like I just end up eating more of them. Well, I, I would. <laughs> I'm curious to. I'm curious, like, how many mini bags of Oreos I have to eat to equal like my normal consumption of Oreos. What's your normal consumption of Oreos? Really depends. Because <laughs> like, it really depends. It's hard to say. What's, um, uh, like you know, if would your like go to be like I'm gonna have four Oreos? Well, I have found out that like I think it's two, four. There's three stacks of two. Those little packs that we have over in the torch. Area, yeah, yeah. so that it's like aren't six really for torch. I'm not sleeve. stealing from the children, but D- Pastor Deanna was like, "These Oreos are for up grab." Found out a little pack of six without milk is right in the wheelhouse. If I have milk, I'll probably go way beyond that. Just because it's like the milk just makes yeah, it that much better. I like, <laughs> like, can't stop. And once I figured out that I could use a fork to dude, dip it in milk and my fingers don't get game cold, game changer. It's a game changer because I used changer. to stop because I didn't want to get frostbite, but now it's like I'm just I'm fine with this. Go I got all my, the I way. Got my bag of Oreos, my cup of milk, and I'm just like forking it in there, you know? Man, I haven't yeah. done that in so long. I need to do that. I need to show the kids that. Oh, man, yeah. that'd be fun. That'd yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, little food hacks like that, you know? Make food really go a long way. So if six Oreos is like the go to. Yeah, I wonder how many bags of minis that is. How many bags of minis uh, that is? <laughs> you think it's one? <laughs> You think it's, you think it, you Do think you I'm want it to for, be multiple? Yeah, well, I, I feel like it should be multiple. I feel like that's the same caloric intake. Multiple uh, bags of minis probably, compared to six giant ones. I don't know. Because you got to think about it. it. It probably takes six of those minis to make one big one. Okay. I, when I say when I when you say one big one, that's like one standard size Oreo. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a regular size Oreo, it it's probably like a takes, half dollar or silver dollar size. It maybe? probably takes three. Anywhere from three to four, three to five. Yeah, depending on you know minis, and I don't know how many minis come in a bag. No, nah, I have no idea. Twenty, so, maybe. Yeah, we started doing this thing where I'll take Oreos and like crush them up and then put them on my ice cream. Oh, there you it's go. Worked out pretty Kinda well. Like a little mini Blizzard yeah, type deal. Yes, yeah, it's worked that out well. Great. Yeah, we because we went to Dairy Queen once and Rachel got an Oreo Blizzard. Uh, it was just. Vanilla ice cream. No, that's always the word. <laughs> it's not a blizzard. It was a whiteout. Man, <laughs> that's weird... why like, I always ask for extra toppings. She did, too. No. And there was nothing. And she was like, this is with extra. Wow. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're imagine? not doing that ever again. <laughs> uh, it, it was plain with the extra. So, like, what if it wasn't extra? <laughs> like, know. what would it have been? <laughs> it, it's just an empty cup at that point. <laughs> it's like go. no ice cream. It's like, oh, oh my so gosh. good. Welcome to Food Talk Part 2. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. So Here we good. are making you hungry for the natural food and the spiritual food. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> Sponsored by DQ and the DQ, Tyndale Bible. DQ. <laughs> yep. Uh, what are we talking about today, Bob? <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to Bobby call you Boy. Bob. That's what they used to call me in the old Rado. <laughs> Did they ever call you Bob? Like, I think like, I had a belt buckle that said Bob. <laughs> like, I mean, I know uh, at one point you said there was like a, they called you Trevor, but not yeah, but no Bobs, right? No Bobby, no Bobber. Yeah, so they called me Trevor, which is Robert spelt backwards. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, there was only one person that called me Bob, uh, and I think he did it to troll me. To be honest, mm. I think he did it because he he called me Bob and sometimes Bobby. 
Um, most of the time it was Rob, or my parents called me Ra, R A H. Ra. What's up, Ra? Ra. And I think my parents started calling me that when my sister was born because she said Ra. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And so. Uh, yeah. Eve yeah. used to call Roman Momin, and I was like, oh, Momin. so cute. Momin. Oh, oh so that's cute. adorable. <laughs> yeah. And we would always be like, Momin. <laughs> yeah. But she calls him Rome, which I think is adorable. I'm just like, she's like, where's Aww, Rome? Rome. That is Rome. cute. I'm just like, oh, I love that. Well, it's funny how like children pronounce children's names. Like Christian's grown out of it now, but Samuel used to be like, he, the way he said it was so cute. I don't even know if I could mimic it, but it was just like, Samuel. Samuel. Oh, it was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not doing it right. It <laughs> sounds creepy when I do it. It's like, no. oh my gosh. But it was just adorable the way he used to do it. Uh, kids are great. They are great. They are great. Yeah, we were watching HGTV last night. Oh. Um, we watched these guys fix up a barn. I'm not going to lie. I really want a barn now. <laughs> Dude, those barn dominiums? Like, so is, is that what they did? Like, they reconverted it to be like a house or they just. Yes. Re- oh, it's so cool. It was amazing. Apparently, the property taxes are significantly lower well, on barns. And the too. thing was, is they didn't really make it a house. It did have three bedrooms upstairs, but they made it like a. It's not a house, but it's a house. They made it an entertaining space because they had a huge house on the property uh, already. Okay. Yeah. But, like, they always have family over for, like, Thanksgiving, birthdays, Christmas. And so, so they smart. wanted a place to have a car, like, where they could get 25 family members in. Nice. So they rebuilt a barn that was on their property and they put like three guest rooms upstairs where they could sleep. I mean, this thing had everything in it. It had like a little rock climbing wall, had shuffleboard, what? had like a fireplace. Like, I mean, it's the like place, a little resort. <laughs> yeah. And I think they could also use it like for a wedding venue and stuff like that. Nice. I mean, it was super legit. So anyways, we're watching HGTV and there was a couple on there. So we watched the barn episode and then I don't know if you guys watch HGTV. This is the way it works. Like I have to change the channel quick or I get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Like if I watch like if they so we were looking for how they were, we weren't looking for it. We were watching House Hunters and it was this couple. They were he got a job transfer from Florida to Los Angeles. So they were moving to L.A. Ooh. So they had like four days to find a place. And Jeez. like if, once they look at the first house, I'm locked in. <laughs> I want to know which one they're yeah. going to choose. What's it going to be? And so but they said something, man. And they were like, Uh-oh. we don't ever plan on having kids. And I started to do like some self-reflecting. And I was like, gosh, I just can't see my life without kids now. Mm. Like it's. And this isn't a diss at them. I was at one point in my life where Rachel and I didn't want kids either, and the Lord really kind of touched our heart and told us to have kids. When I say told us, we just like perceived sure. on the inside that the we're knowing. supposed yeah. to do Felt it. Yeah. Right. yeah, God didn't like show up in our living room. It was like, <laughs> babies, you know. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but if you think about it, that is like the first commandment he did give be fruitful and multiply and i do love different translations like the king james says like adam knew his wife and then like the niv is like adam made love to his wife it's like (laughs) it's quite a jump here between (laughs) translations but anyways uh uh, i told rachel i was like yeah the niv said because on sunday when i preached when i was talking about worship i on purpose started on verse two because verse one was like adam made love to his wife and i was like i'm not really reading that from the pulpit (laughs) it's not a good time for that Uh, i saw this golly this is so random remember where we were about the houses and having kids having kids because we'll talk about fulfillment i guess maybe today but rachel sent me this real i gotta send it to kai because it's like the struggle of like english teachers and like teachers and and he was like he's like he was like today we're gonna be reading go to page 68 and then turn to one more page and that's where we're reading today and he was like (laughs) It was like, and then he was like a science teacher. Yeah. He's like organism, organism, because he was worried he was gonna say these weird things that these teenagers would be triggered. Oh my god! And then he did like the gym teacher version. He's like, grab your balls. And it was like, <laughs> oh he's like, gosh. no, I got it. And he so like he had to find all these different ways to right. say these things that he knew teenagers would be like. 
yeah. <laughs> you know. Kai says that it just happens to her all the time. She's like, she Does says it? things and she's just like, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It happens. I'll send that reel to you. It was really funny. Yeah. So anyways, they're like, we don't want kids. And so they're buying this huge house, like 4,000 square feet. And this is so funny. They're like, yeah, we have a $2 million budget. Ugh. And the and the girl was like, she's like, I'm not really comfortable spending $2 million. She's like, I'd rather spend like one nine five. And I told Rachel, I was like, what's the difference? We're splitting airs over 500000 at that point. And so she found this house that was one seven eight, so $1.78 million. But they had to do like, I told Rachel, because she wanted to do a bunch of renovations. I was like, this girl's going to do $300,000 of renovations. She's going to be back to $2 million. Yeah, anyways, I was like, you know what I could buy down in the South for $2 million? So what they were getting in L.A. was just like. Nothing. Not probably. great, yeah, man. For that kind of money. Like the first yeah. house was really nice. And then the next two, I told Rachel, I was like, if I'm spending $2 million, it better not look anything like these houses. But. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. I was say, I, I, some of the ones that we've watched, they're like old ones, but like they're selling homes in, in like, you know, Santa Rosa or, or Santa Monica, whatever it is, that big I California. Think both of those, yeah, Santa Monica I don't know. and Santa Rosa. One of those places in California, but it's like 500000 for an outhouse. <laughs> it's like people are like fighting over it. It's like, oh, I got to get it. It's wild, <laughs> yeah. man. 800 square foot Ugh. like loft apartment for like $1.5 million. I'm just like. <laughs> Which hey, no shade to anyone that yeah, if you feel like that's where you're supposed it's to be, not, yeah. be there, you know, go for it. But I'm just like, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with the individual that's buying yeah. it. It's the cost of the yeah, living in those just states. Wild to me. Which I would assume that their, I think their it all income ba- balances I, it out. I think so. From yeah, what I understand, have to, you yeah. have to have, so, there's no way. But it's just wild. It's like two million dollars down <laughs> here. I could get me really nice crib <laughs> hey i mean you just go from city to, to county and you get a significant difference in money so i will find a barn i'm gonna make a barn i'm gonna get a barn i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a little piece of property it's gonna have a little tiny house for rachel and i and it's gonna have the best barn <laughs> just a small house with just, a big barn that's it man just a because you know I, I, I don't feel like we're doing anything here except for chatting <laughs> why not hey <laughs> but like i don't know it's like when they said they don't want to have kids i felt bad for them and like that's your provocation Prerogative. Prerogative, yeah. If you don't want to have kids, you don't want to have kids. I'm not here to judge. But I know the fulfillment I've gotten out of being a father. Sure. And I get it. It's not for everybody. Like, marriage wasn't for the Apostle Paul. You know, and a lot of people are like, see, you shouldn't be married either. Well, you can't unilaterally say that. Like, just because God told us to have kids doesn't mean maybe everyone's supposed to have kids. I don't know, even though it is in the Word of God. But I just was like, I felt bad for them. It's like, I feel like you're going to miss out on so much. Mm. Because it's just something about being a father, being a, pa- a parent, just the way you get to love those little monsters. And, like, uh, it's just the greatest thing those in the monsters. world. I, I, well, they are. you got to train them. <laughs> you, are, you are accurately describing my children right now. <laughs> little, well, little, little thing. loving monsters. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think people understand it. Like, this is why children need parents. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're literally born into the world without knowing anything, yeah. even though us knowing right from wrong is inherent. Mm-hmm. God's put that in all of us, which I saw an amazing breakdown of scripture and revelation last night, mm. which I don't want to quote it because I don't want to get into it without studying it for myself. But basically he was talking about when God forms the new heaven and the new earth, like a lot of people read that in revelation and they see like how God is going to crush everything down here and create something new. But this guy was saying the way scholars and theologians have actually interpreted the scriptures, whether you believe or not, 
the inherent good that God has put in everybody, at that moment, that good is going to be pulled out of every people, every tribe, every culture, and established in the new heaven from mm. the good that God's placed inherently in every person. And I was like, wow. That's rad. That's wild <laughs> yeah. because God has put good in all of his creation. Yeah. Because in the beginning, and this guy didn't re- reference this, but I'm just thinking out loud. Called it good. Everything he made. Yeah. So there's good in everybody. Yeah. And uh, and so it's just amazing as a parent how you get to really dig and cultivate that good. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's in your child. Man. Like you're like, I know it's in there. It's going to take work, but God has placed a treasure of good in you. And as a parent, I'm going to find it. Mm. And I'm going to help you become the best version of yourself. And I feel like that's what God does with us yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of cultivating. I'm 43, don't tell your friends. But <laughs> <laughs> I I, I <laughs> I'm 43. I think like I'm 12. I act like I'm 8. You know what I mean? But my body's definitely beginning to do stuff of a 43-year-old. <laughs> so get to the top of the stairs I'm like, "Whoo, that's a lot of stairs." <laughs> Anyways, um but it's like it's work digging that good out. Yeah. And I think like I think sometimes we just expect it to happen mm. in our own lives, but I feel like and even how the Bible calls our heart like our garden, mm-hmm. like gardens have to be worked and tilled and cultivated and I feel like our lives are the same way. We can't just expect them to be good. It's going to yeah. be a process <laughs> and working and cultivating and digging to make them good. Mm. And I feel like as a parent, I've got a greater revelation of that in my own life because, like, kids aren't good. Yeah. They have to be trained Mm -hmm. and discipled and taught and grown into that because they just don't know anything. Yeah. So I see it like, and I don't know, for me, that's just been extremely fulfilling Mm. to be able to do that as a parent. Yeah, yeah. And to be able to, like, take my child as an arrow that's in a quiver and put him on the bow and be like, all right, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I enjoy the process a whole lot more than mm-hmm. I thought I would. It's amazing how God knew I would enjoy that. But I just so enjoy, like the other night, I was just having a discussion with them about morality mm-hmm. and like th- th- some of the questions they're asking. I'm like, man, how are you, how are you this deep? Yeah. It's amazing that you're asking these questions. Like you're 13 and 11 or 12. Like, how are you this deep? You know, I think sometimes we write off children of not understanding things, but man, they, they get some stuff. I mean, even my kids, like a couple weeks ago, I mean, you know, Roman's going to be five. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Five in March. And, you know, Evie's, you know, freshly three as a couple months ago, but the other week they were, they were asking about God, the Holy Spirit and Mm. Jesus, like all, like all three. And like, they were actually like understanding that they're like, oh, so there's, there's three, but they're the same and i was like yeah and uh but Mm. then like roma was like so they're all on the cross and i was like well (laughs) no i was like that's awesome yeah so it was just like interesting that like i could see like the thought process going in and evie was like no there's two and i was like no there's three and she goes oh (laughs) 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 so i mean like in their own way just like seeing like the little dots like you know being connected in their mind and just like that sweet like purely like innocent conversation of just like inquisitiveness and curiosity yep. and it's just really cool to be able to like talk about that with them and just kind of explain that like the Holy Spirit is their helper and he's there to guide them you know and God is their father he's going to be there to protect them and Jesus is their Lord and there's it's just really cool to like 
have that little moment of conversation on the couch, you know, I just never really, it's like, I knew that we were going to have those moments and yeah. those times, but it just kind of caught me by surprise. It's like, Oh, we're, we're having a moment here. Yeah. Like, we're having like God time I'm getting to instill some seeds into my children right now. And like you're saying, it was just, it was exciting. It is exciting and it's fulfilling. And I think one thing we have to realize, and I'm not trying to be offensive when I say children are monsters, don't anyone get offended. And I, but I really believe like without God, without like putting in this work and like, I feel like we're, we're all kind of monsters. Well, yeah. I mean, like even last night, my, my son was very upset because, you know, I, I don't, I've really decided to have, have figured out like, am I going to talk about my kids when it comes to this stuff? But uh, here I am. Anyway, it's, it's our life. It's my like, life. It's you know, part of it, you know, uh, my son, which I'll leave his name anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know which son I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm amazing. just joking. I'm kidding. Uh, but you know, like he, he really wanted like, a dessert he really wanted a sweet and mm. obviously like a duh why not of course like everyone loves oreos like <laughs> yeah, absolutely but we we're like you can so much after you eat some chicken mm. and, and like he was just so upset and he was like well how many bites and i was like i want you to eat all of it and he was ah, no and he was <laughs> just like i don't understand and i was just like because you need like food that's mm. good for your body too mm. like i'm totally fine with you having the sweets i'm totally fine with that i was like but yeah i would love you to get some like real sustenance sure. first and it's like that i feel like even with god like god doesn't so mind much. us having like these like nice extra things. nice things and mm. these wonderful things in our life and they're good and they're great but they don't need to be the focus of our life yeah. like we need to understand that there are heavenly treasures there there yeah. are heavenly rewards and there are heavenly things that god wants us to be pursuing and of course all these other things will mm. come after the fact mm -hmm. but we have to learn how to follow after those things first and it's a little bit of a parallel but even that's like i had to understand and help my child recognize like you have to have good food too right <laughs> and then you'll get what you want mm. and i'm okay with you having that but i need you to go here first so good and you know like you're saying if we don't properly train ourselves in the word yeah we're just constantly going to want the sweet stuff we're going to constantly want the good stuff and and, and it's not going to be beneficial for us in yeah. the long run and it's so important <clears throat> you know to learn how to do that for ourselves yeah so even if we're not parents we can teach other people to sure. do it because even if you're not a parent people are watching you yeah, yeah and i do believe god has given his body influence favor for a reason to help people in this world that don't know him come to know him so that they can be saved and spend all of eternity with their creator, just like born again believers are on that path to all, of, you know, so it's, it's, but God is always wanting us to be this example, whether we're parents or not parents. So I sure. feel like we all have the same responsibility to cultivate good in our lives. Mm -hmm. We all have that same responsibility to be an example, to be light, to teach somebody else, to show somebody else, because if we as human beings don't learn how to do that, it could be very detrimental to our lives and to those around mm. us. I, I really go back to the first people that we see on earth in the Bible with Adam and Eve when God put them in the garden and he told Adam, subdue it, you know, have control over it, have dominion over it, have authority over it. And then he didn't walk in that authority. He didn't, he never, whether he never cultivated that or never learned how to do it, when the devil came in, he was supposed to subdue it. He was supposed to, take care of that yeah. and then we see with Cain and Abel God said the same thing 
to Cain, he's like, subdue it. Mm -hmm. And so clearly he didn't know how to subdue his anger and then he killed his brother. So clearly something happened generationally where Adam didn't teach his children how to subdue and then it ended up costing their family to where one brother ended up killing the other mm -hmm. brother. And so it's just so interesting that we have to teach yeah, and we have to show and as Christians, we are called to be an example. We are light. We are yeah. salt. When they look at us, they should see Jesus. And so it's about cultivating that good. And when I say that good, really, he is good. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to cultivate good in our own lives, it means we're cultivating our relationship with him. Yeah. Because without God, Robert's not that great. Yeah. You true. know, um, you're a lovable monster. Yes, I am. <laughs> the monster it, comes out. I am. And it was the monster of Robert that ruined Robert's life that mm. really brought me to the bottom of the barrel was like, wow, I need, I need someone who actually knows what they're doing because the way I'm doing things is a disaster. Yeah. And so I came to God in that moment and, and, and began to tap into his infinite wisdom and bended my knee to him. And since then, it's been a process of getting better every single day. But I must realize that me being better is connected to the good one. Yeah to the good shepherd. And yeah. a lot of people don't like to acknowledge that. And I hear people say all the time, well, there's good people out there that don't know God. Sure. That is true. Sure. But I think at the end of the day, it's because God inherently put good in all of mankind. Yeah. So they may not realize it, but the reason why they're good is because God inherently put something in humanity yeah. that drives us towards good. And when you think about it, if God is good, which he is, yeah. the inherent thing he's put in us that makes us good is this drive for him mm -hmm. and him. And so it's like, I know that there can be good people without God, but I really think in order to be the best version of yeah. ourselves, we yeah, yeah. have to have God, mm -hmm. the one who made us and the one who created us. Because when we start growing in him, just like we do with our children, he begins to show us, okay, here's the things you really need to work on to become better. Yeah. And I really don't want to be offensive to people on the pod, but I, that's the way I see it. I feel like we can only do so much good in ourselves yeah. to where at some point we're going to come to our end and we need someone else to help us become better. Mm -hmm. And that's who God, just like your children and my children can only go so far on their own and then they need someone else to help them become better. Yeah. And that's where we come in as parents and doing youth ministry for 23 years now, I can see when they're students who've gotten as far as they can and nobody has helped them from that point become better. Mm. And they kind of rely on us as youth pastors. Well, sure. here they are for an hour, make them better. Yeah. It's like, no, this cultivating process, you can't work a garden for an hour and expect it to produce great fruit. That's true. This is a cultivation process yeah. that you as a parent, you as a guardian, you as a whoever need to be involved with daily yeah. doing this in order for it to produce fruit. And then we can see on the other side of it, teenagers who've reached that point where they can't go any further on their own, and mom and dad are really integrated and integral in the growth of the child, and man, they really yeah. begin to grow leaps and bounds yeah, because yeah. mom and dad are like, okay, this is how we cultivate this gift. This is how we cultivate this goodness. This is how we work on this relationship. And they grow immensely. And so it just has really highlighted the importance to me of our role as parents. Mm -hmm and our role as salt and light to make sure, wow, people don't get better because of my influence. People get better because of God working through me yeah. in other people's lives. When I'm helping my children become better, it's God working through Robert to help my children become better mm. because he is the one that's good. So the wisdom I'm imparting to them, I'm getting from him first. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
And so I don't want someone to think, well, can I do that without God? You can, but what happens when you run into the wall of you don't know what to do? Yeah. Or you run into the wall of something, you know, how do I answer this question? It's just so much easier with the one who made us and the advocate, our helper to teach us and to guide us. When we have God, we do have that advantage. Yeah. And the reason he wants to help us is so that we can be the best versions of his creation. I keep getting draw, uh, drawn back to Romans 8 lately in my own <clears throat> like personal time. And I've just been kind of like reading over it, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I was reading again this morning and it was in Romans 8. It's talking about how those that are led by the flesh mm. basically death. has death. Yeah. But then those that are led by the spirit says they have life. But then it also says and peace, mm. which I thought was interesting. So it's like if you're led by the flesh, mm. you're going to have death. Mm. But if you are led by the Spirit, you will have life, but you will also experience peace. Mm. And I wonder if it is possible, like you're saying, I think it is possible to have good people that are out there doing good things, and they sure. could have a good life, but do they have peace? Mm. Do they have the peace mm. that only Jesus can provide? Do they have the peace that only the, the Holy Spirit can provide? Do they have the, spe- the peace that this Word and this relationship with God can provide? And we as parents... And also people of influence, we have to teach those in our circles and in our immediate, you know, authority or however you want to look at it, how to live after the Spirit so that way not only do they have a good life, but they also have peace. There's so much connection there because God is a Spirit. Uh And so when you follow after Spirit, you're following after God and you have life and peace. Well, what else is God? God is peace. Yeah. Oof. So you follow the spirit, which that means you're following God Mm -hmm. because God is a spirit. He is the spirit. (laughs) And then you get peace, which means because you're following the spirit, you're getting more of God Mm. and God is peace, which means you get more of peace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, right? You follow after the spirit, Romans 8, 14, the children of God are led by the spirit of God. Yeah. And those who follow the spirit get spirit and peace or life and peace. Yeah. So it's like you get more peace because you get more of God and God is peace. Mm. And so uh, it's just an interesting connection to be able to see those things that how it's just so, I mean, that's a really good revelation to have, Cody. And I'm glad you shared it because a lot of people don't truly have, they might have tranquility. Yeah. They might have moments of peace. Yeah. But without him, because this is one thing I've learned, like even this morning, like, the devil is always after our peace Mm -hmm. and he's always because he's always after your relationship with God. He knows that that's the source of peace because God is the God of peace. And so it's like not allowing him to steal that. Mm -hmm. And he works on that in many different ways. You know, like I can even, I'll just share something that happened to me this morning. Like cornerstone shared a clip of me preaching and I was like, Oh no, what did I say? <laughs> well, I watched the clip and I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, 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 that's it. All you got to say, that's not great. Oh man. <laughs> you know? And it's, but it's just like how we as human beings, like, and the devil is right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And like you start having like, am I even good yeah. at communicating the gospel? Yeah. Am I even good at this? Am I it, like, I'm a catastrophic failure. And it's like so many times, so many, <laughs> so times. many times. And it's amazing how the devil will do that with everyone watching. And he does it with us. He'll come. And lots of times it is attacking the thing that God called you unto. Let's say there's many times like while in the middle of the room, it's like, am I even saying anything that is supposed to be said right now? How am I doing this? Like right? Anyone that's never communicated the gospel, like it is, there's been times on stage where I'm like, I, I in my mind, I'm thinking like, I don't even know if anyone's listening. I think people are falling asleep out there. Like, I don't understand what's going on out there, yeah. but like, you're still trying to communicate the yeah, gospel yeah, yeah. and you're like, you're having this, this crazy internal monologue. Thoughts. Dude, it's wild how how we can multitask <laughs> it is crazy but it's a it's just it, how the devil just comes to disrupt that yeah and he and, and and i think like going back to like the parenting like i i think about that like if the devil were to come to because he has done it my, my boys have made mistakes no one's perfect everyone makes mistakes and they're always like man i feel so bad like I'm not even good. I'm not, I'm sorry. And, and one of my sons has said that he's like, I'm not even good. And we immediately like, no, you are good. You mm-hmm. just made a mistake. Yeah. Don't let him deteriorate your core because of one mistake. That's Don't really let him good. attack you there. And I feel like we are just so quick to like jump into like condemnation, yeah. a lack of self-worth. We're so quick to jump into like, man, I'm terrible at this. Even if like you're a small business owner, if you're a teacher, if you're a parent, whatever it is you're doing in life, the devil is always right there. Like you make one mistake or like even the clip, the clip wasn't bad, but it's just like some stuff going on with Robert. And it's like, the devil's like, bro, that blessed nobody. No. Like, get, And like then, I, and then immediately comes like the comparison thing, like Pastor Mark's clips, like they always hit. They're so deep. They're so powerful. They're so strong. And here I am like, yep, you're called to a life of worship. <laughs> deeper, deeper, do. You know, it's like, oh, Obviously, we're called to a life of worship. It's like that clip doesn't even hit. And, it, and so it's just weird how the devil will just. And so like driving into work the whole time, he's on my shoulder. And I was like, just he's just blabbing, trying to like eat away at self-worth, eat away at self-esteem, eat away at who God created me to be. Yeah. And going back to like parenting, God is always trying to protect that. Mm hmm. God is always like, this is who I called you to be. And here's some things I've said to help you with that. Don't compare yourselves among yourselves because it's foolish. Your success is wrapped up in obedience. Like he's given us all these keys. Like he parents us and gives us all these keys in his word. And then the Holy Spirit's there to comfort us, (laughs) to help us. And so like God is always, and it's like in those moments, we just have to like, okay, like when I'm trying to teach my children, like just, just stop thinking for a moment and fall back onto dad's wisdom. Yeah. Stop like going nuts in your mind and just fall back onto the things I'm saying to you right now. Listen to my words because they're going to help you. Like just forget about all that noise and focus right here on the love that's coming from me to you because that's going to help you. And I feel like if I can do that with God, let me just turn off all the noise and focus on his wisdom. Let me turn off all the noise and focus on his love that he's communicating to. Let me focus, turn off all the noise and just go to his word that solidifies me and help me. Let me just turn it all off and let him teach me Mm. and comfort me and help me. So that way I don't fall into this sick cycle of doubt and condemnation and guilt and a lack of self-worth. Because as a parent, and I'm sure you can agree. I'm always communicating value to my children. Mm. You are good. Yeah. You are loved. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. We're proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'm always communicating worth to them. Yeah. And it's God always does that to me. Yeah. 
Like you're wonderfully and beautifully made. Yeah. Just just be yourself. Yeah. Like so good. Be the best version of yourself yeah. by being in me. Yeah. But just be yourself. Like you don't have to be what you would consider a this glorious communicate. Just do your thing yeah, yeah. and I'll I'll you know, as long as you're doing yeah. it with me, I'll make sure it's good. Yeah. Just focus on doing it with me. Yeah. And then I'll take care of the rest. So good. And it's like, man, but you would think after like 20 plus years of communicating the gospel, being 43, like you wouldn't have that problem anymore. Yeah. But it's like the scriptures say, the devil's always there for the opportune time to pounce on our shoulder and be like, see, yeah, you're not great at this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he's telling someone that right now. <laughs> see? At life. At <laughs> like maybe he's on your shoulder and you got some stuff going on and the devil's like, see, you're not great at this, this whole life thing. This student thing, this parent thing, this job thing, this singing thing, this whatever thing, you're not great at it. So you just as well stop and go a different direction. He's always there, man. He's always there. And so we just have to figure out a way to, like, let God parent us. Yeah. And maybe you've had a bad experience with parents. Don't, like, you got to get that out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, God is the perfect parent. Yeah, yeah. And because he's the perfect one. Yeah. And so if you don't like the word parenting, then... Put in a different word. Let God mentor you. Let God Let teach him be your you. guide. Let him be your, 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 your guardian. Let him be yes. your way. <laughs> yes. Whatever word fits for your situation, let God be that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he fits every situation. He does. He does. I, I think that um, like kind of where maybe just kind of, I don't know if it's like putting a bow on everything or what, but it's just like with all this, it's just like even when the devil comes to distract or try to steal the word or try to get in your head or whatever we just have to go back to what was i being led by Mm. you know what i mean like at the end of the day what was i being Mm. led by you know there there is a voice in my ear right now or there's a thought in my mind right now but at the end maybe i say when i say at the end of the day more it's like at the beginning of the day what was the thought i was being led by in that very moment in that very moment where was my where where was i where did this come from yeah where did this Mm. come from what was i being led by in even with that voice, even with that doubt, even with that whatever, blah, 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 blah. If you were being led by the Spirit and you followed after the Spirit, that means you are being led into life and you're being hey. led into yes. peace. So even if it doesn't feel like peace mm. in the moment because of the chaos in your mind or the voices that are happening all around, you know that you are following after the Spirit, you are mm. following after the leading, so you do have security in that. Mm. You know, oftentimes the word peace can translate into security, meaning that you're secure in his love. Mm. You have what you need, yes. you know, the, that prosperity. You have all that you could ever ask or think because you're in mm. the covering of God. You're in the leading of God. You're following after him. So don't listen to the doubt. Don't listen to the, the false teachings, if you will. Listen after God's word and listen after him and him alone and follow after that so you can experience the life and peace mm. he has for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so good. it's so interesting that Romans 8 talks about at the very beginning, there's no longer any condemnation. And it talks about yep. you know, living a life after the Spirit. And then at the very end, it says there's nothing that can separate right. you. I think that that's so beautiful because now it, mm. knowing that we are living a life after God, we're no longer condemned. There's no longer any guilt attached to our previous life once we surrender to Him. And now nothing can ever separate Amen. us from that. Yeah. But we just have to, there's this portion in the middle where God's saying, it can be better. It can be great. Here's the things that you got to do. Let's live a life after the Spirit. But just know, you're no longer condemned. Yeah. You're no longer going to be separated from my love. Just take it mm. day by day, one leading at a time, 
so you can experience life in peace Amen. with him. Amen. So get out there. You and know, challenges what, don't mean he's not with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, th- I think. And challenges don't mean you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. I, you know, where we are weak, he is strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And and I, I think that, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like Ruslan or someone the other day talking that someone shared a clip about like, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle. Well, maybe <laughs> he might because he's God. Like we can't do it without him anyway. Yeah. So God is going to give us some stuff that's really going to challenge us because we need to lean on him. Yeah. I cannot do this in my own strength. I have to humble myself under the mighty hand, the mighty powerful hand of God because he's the one that has the power. It's true. Not me. It's true. I just get to submit to his will, be a vessel and partner alongside him. And so I think that there is security in that. There Mm. is peace in that knowing I'm not in this on my own. Yeah. I have a great teacher. I have a coach. I have a mentor. I have a parent. I have a guardian that's going to lead me on this path. Mm. I just have to follow after him. Amen. So again, whether you're a parent that is leading these little monsters around, or maybe you're a student that is coming up uh, with a big call in your life, or maybe you're just at some point in your life and you're doing something you believe that God has led you to, just follow after that leading. Mm. Trust in that voice. Trust in that word so you can experience the life and the peace that God has made available for you. Mm. Amen. We love you guys so much. Be led by his voice today. Be led by his spirit. Obey it all. Experience life and peace. Amen. We love you guys. See you tomorrow. Well, next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 